Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back to TikTok, where we make sense of personal finance. Today, I have Austin Bully, the founder of the Impeccable Stock Software and a very popular YouTube channel, 10% Credit Spreads, where they talk about options trading and how to make sure that you actually make a bit of money when you actually do options trading. Austin, to kick us off, can you share a little bit about yourself and your story in personal finance, how you got started here? Yeah, for sure. That's a, that's a great question. Um, so I started mainly as most of you don't even realize how you start, which is adapting and adopting patterns from our parents. Um, so like I looked back at this journey like a lot, especially as you get into finance, like, wait, how did I get my grasp on, on, on money and stuff? And um, I started to think about it like my family, although we weren't like poor, we were somewhere like lower middle class, I, I would guess. But my dad was the only one who worked. So we didn't really have a lot of extra money. And so in that point, I've always learned the importance of like saving, right? Like you got to have some money there in case something happens. And so by default, because of my parents, I kind of became a saver. And so with that, I was just saving, saving and saving just throughout high school and college and stuff. And then one day I stumbled across this documentary, um, which featured like the world's richest people. I was like, oh, cool. Who wouldn't want to learn about these people? And then uh, and I was like watching all this stuff, someone going to Mars, someone like creating like a human robot. And I was like, okay, that's not me. And then it showed Warren Buffett who just sat in a seat and like read papers like numbers and was like a billionaire. I was like, that's easy. And so uh, I started learning about investing and I uh, realized it was not as easy as I thought. And um, but that but that started the whole game for me of um, learning how to like, okay, I have this money that I saved. Now, how can I actually put it to good use um, and learning how to invest it and learn how to maybe use some options to kind of help hedge or increase my returns. And then I just been doing that ever since and uh, teaching people how to do it as well. So that's kind of my journey in, uh, in, in finance. I love it. And before we get into the YouTube channel and the software that you created, because I think that is just in, an incredible story on its own. I'm, I'm interested in the jump from Warren Buffett to options because everybody who does know who Warren Buffett is follows him. And he's always, he's all about the very, the long game and dollar cost averaging and just sticking with something as simple as an ETF for 99% of people. So how did you make that jump? How did you make the jump from Warren Buffett over to options trading? Well, to be clear, um, I have nothing against Warren Buffett and I have like a portion of my account that's long term that I won't touch ever. Um, so I do love this stuff. But yes, that jump is quite crazy, right? Going from like more of like a trading role to a don't touch it ever. Um, and I mean, as most of you know, if you've ever typed in stocks on YouTube, after you type on stocks on YouTube, it, like Instagram, Facebook, whatever, you get ads here and there and whatever else. So back in when I was learning this back in 2016, 2017, the guy who was all on this was Tim Sykes. And so I just got all his, his ads like, oh, interesting, day trading. I've never thought of that. And so then I dug into his stuff. It's like, oh, I can't do that. That's way too fast for me. And then uh, kind of like went through the world of swing trading. Oh, okay, so I can buy and hold a stock for a couple of weeks. That's cool. And then I was like, okay, yeah, but there has to be more to it. Like, oh, you can read patterns. You can do these. So it just was like an ever evolving process of learning more and more and more. And then after trying everything like futures, options, stocks, swing trading, day trading, whatever, I was like, okay. And I kind of like pinpointed like what I liked, which is holding stocks, you know, for a couple of weeks um, and using like, okay, where's the market trending? And just using like both fundamentals and technical to kind of, to kind of, to kind of look at it. So it was a hot hodgepodge of things that ended up led, leading me to where I really like. Got it. Okay. And I, I love the energy you have for this. And I know we've talked before and, and going into the option side of things, my, my typical next question is normally trying to figure out how you share your, your passion for options trading with everybody else. And I think that kind of segues into your, your channel and then also the software that you created. So could you, could you share a little bit with everybody else about 
how you typically on a day-to-day share your passion with, with everybody else on, on this particular subject? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to share like the origin story kind of because uh, I'll kind of give some people background for like, oh, yeah, they have a passion for finance too. Like, how can they start? And the reason why I like sharing the story is because I didn't know a lot when I started and you probably didn't either, Josh. But now we're kind of like starting starting to get it. Maybe not even there, but we're starting. Um, and so basically back in 2018, I was in the back of a college library at night and I picked up one of those like study rooms and I went in there. And uh, I was like, oh, wow, the market looks like it's crashing. So I'm just going to record my screen, post what I just think about the market, put that video on YouTube, which is the worst audio, worst visuals, everything. I didn't even edit it, whatever. Put it on YouTube. Then a while later, got like a thousand views and people asking for more. So then I just like, oh, cool. And then I just kept going with it. And that turned into Instagram podcasts and all that stuff. And now I've been doing that for about five years now. But anyways, the passion of finance is really just finding a network that you love and really just investing into it and be like, hey, I really love sharing this stuff. And if you love sharing it, then it's super easy. And so, yeah, my main channel and what I love doing is I love YouTube because I get to be like, hey, here's my screen. This is step by step how you do everything. Like, am I going to hide it from you? Like, this is how I did it. This is what I've learned. This may or may not be right. It's just what I'm doing. I've failed here. So don't do this and, and, and different things like that. But yeah, ma- mainly YouTube is my main source of where I share my info. And then, uh, you know, I have the podcast and Instagram and, and, uh, and, and stuff like that too. Yeah. And before I, I talk about the YouTube channel and I think some of the feedback you've received there is the software. Where did that come about? Was it YouTube channel first and then you, you created this kind of software? Cause as a sales guy, that's really hard to understand, right? HTML, JavaScript, PHP, all this stuff is a completely different language. So how did you make that jump YouTube to software that you're actually selling? Yeah. So again, YouTube and all this social, like social media stuff was like second to my initial love of the market. I just love the market and dissecting it and what's going on. And I'm very much of a logical math person. Like there has to be an X for a Y and, and all that kind of stuff. And so I was always like, okay, can I find a proven system in the market that will not be 100% accurate because that's not possible, but can I find something that has an edge or something like that? And so I was always building these systems and testing these things. And so I built this indicator that really showed us like, or showed me what the trend for the market was. And I was able to cap to, to capitalize on swing trades and investments using this indicator. So then I started selling access to this indicator. They would pay up some money and then they get lifetime access to it and training and access to me on how to use it uh, and stuff like that. And then I started getting the same questions. I was like, you know what, this indicator, I bet it could be programmed into a software that then just explained in clear English what the indicator was showing. And so that's essentially what it turned into. Um, hired a developer to get it done um, Then and then eventually took, took it over because I had some... Um, programming background but yeah so then that software launched and so with the youtube and the instagram and all that i I had i was building it based on what people wanted um which is a simplified approach to swing trading and um yeah then it just grew from from there i guess yeah that's really cool and and how much time do you think you spend now on the impeccable stock software versus when you first loaded everything up like you mean from a workload perspective or like a trading perspective workload perspective yeah how much time do you spend managing that i think i would call it a business you have i mean you have multiple businesses right so how did you how did you pass that off and i think uh, how much time do you spend managing it now now that it's built yeah so the initial time that it was launching was easily 60 hour plus weeks 
Um, and then it kind of slowly started to taper off as I got like in it and learned it because I had never started a software company. There's things like databases and failures you have to learn about. And so there are a lot of issues that I, that I did go through and there's a lot of stories I could share with that. But um, it eventually transitioned, I would say, more of a normal full-time job, which is about a 40-hour week. Um, and then over the last, um, I guess, six months mainly, um, it's transitioned to very, very passive as in like more like 10 hours um, a week um, because I have more of like a virtual assistant who's executing on uh, systems and standards that I put and in uh, process for that um, as I focus more on the options side of the company, which is more newer side of it. Got it. And I think the, the overarching theme here is that at this point uh, where you're talking about both a side hustle, like 10 hours a week versus a full-time job, this this is your job now, right? This is your day job between mm -hmm. both 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 the YouTube channel and all the social media and then the software, correct? Definitely, yeah. Yeah, I, I was building it, uh, the stock software in college, and uh, I was like, okay, I have two years. I need to figure this out so that by the time I graduate college, I can just do this. And thankfully, I did. So, yeah, that was, yeah. That was the goal. That's fantastic. Well, I know a lot of people watching are probably uh, in a similar boat where they want to get to that point. So it's mm -hmm. cool to hear that you you basically set the two-year timeline. I was like, let's get this done. And here you are today, absolutely crushing it. So uh, the, the YouTube channel, really quickly, when you're talking about feedback and sharing this passion with everybody else, um, knowing that was kind of like the overarching theme and that's what you wanted to do with everybody else, is what do you think has been overall feedback from the social community when you're going through some of these trades. And I think I'm setting you up here because I'm nowhere near your experience on options trading. It's like selling calls and selling puts. You have, I think very, um, you have intermediate to expert level trades that you're doing and sharing with people. And I'm imagining that's gonna pull a different level of uh, expertise or people think they know what they're talking about. I'm curious to know what kind of feedback you get on, on social when you're talking options trading. Yeah, so the deal when it comes with options trading, especially when you're trading complex strategies, when you do things like strangles and straddles and all these different types of things, there's a lot of Greeks and you may hear all these numbers and stuff. And and yes, I can know all those numbers and you can know all those numbers, but the truth is, is it means nothing if you can't simply explain it. And so that was my deal. I was watching a lot of other YouTubers and stuff and like they just they can't explain it clearly. And so that's definitely the, uh, not the number one feedback that I have for good and bad is uh, I take these complex topics and I go, hey, here's the most simple way to understand it. I may be leaving out some stuff, but if you're a bare bone beginner, go click. And so uh, that's what I go for. That's what people love. But as you have pointed out, uh, some of my comments, you have those people in there. But actually, if you talk about this and they get into the nitty gritty stuff, I'm like, yes, that's true. But like, we're talking to like the beginner here. And so that's, that's really what I try to do with all my channels is to be like, hey, if you're a beginner, just learn how it works. Just learn these specifics. Then if you really, you're like, oh, wow, that's cool. Then you'll dive into it more. And then, and then your learning will actually stick more because you're doing it. You're diving in more. Um, but yeah, I just really like to simplify the process. Yeah. I, I, I did see that uh, when I first met you and started seeing some of your YouTube channels, my immediate reaction was, wow, credit spreads. This is a strategy that I haven't really used yet. And this is something that I, I could put into play. Now I did have to understand a lot more and I still do quite a bit, but some of the comments I saw were, were aligning with, wait, this is this is far too complex for a beginner. It can work, but it, I, I was kind of surprised by that because what you're doing, it obviously is breaking down a very complex strategy and making it work for somebody. I would say like myself, as long as they understand the, the risk. So I was actually mm -hmm. kind of surprised with the, some of the community, some of your followers uh, dive in and just making sure that they still understood that this is complex. I was like, no, 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 I, I got it. Thank you for sharing.
<laughs> yeah, no, that's one of the most important concepts, no matter what you're doing. If you're just normal trading or, or, or investing or specifically with options is sizing. Uh, like I try to include it in every video that I can, like, Hey, sizing is important. If you don't do this right, you will destroy yourself. Um, so you're going to size smaller than you want to. You're going to make less money than you want to, but you're going to live. And that's what you want to do. You want to sur survive those crashes. Yeah. And I, I would normally save this more towards the end of the, the video, but since we're talking about, uh, what you need to do when you're talking through some of this, what, what's a, what's a pointer for, I think a beginner in options trading on somebody that wants to get started with that. And, and I think that's the, the person who I mean, we've talked before, but kind of like me that I talked to my financial advisor and they were like, don't touch that. That's, it's a horrible idea. And it stopped me from even looking at it for, 10 years. So what, what would you say for somebody like that, that might be a little afraid, maybe a risk averse, what would you let them know or tell them to do? Yeah. I mean, I love being transparent with people or at least as transparent as I can. So I have to be honest, which is what I like doing is uh, if you don't have at least $2,000 in your account, um, you should not be trading options mainly because if you want to do these consistent types of options that are very safe, for instance, like a cover call, which I'll walk through in a second, um, you need had to have a margin account. So you need to have at least $2,000. $2, um, if not on your investing portfolio, you should have at least 100 shares of a stock to really start playing around with options safely. Um, so let's just say you have that. Um, I would say if you want to get started, do something like, like, like you did, Josh, which is where you take just a company or I I'd say shares that you already own and just sell a call on it. Just, just go as far out as you want just to be completely safe and just learn how this works. So you can sell a call. That means that you pick a level where the stock, where you think the stock won't hit and you sell that, that call, and if it never hits it, then you keep the money. And so that's essentially how it works. It can't get called away from you, stuff like that. But in general, I would say just sell a call on shares you already own. If you don't own shares, then just go out and buy a super cheap call and it'll roughly mimic a stock. And you'll, kind of, you'll, you'll kind of learn how an option moves, how theta uh, decay works. Um, but really just start simple and only trade one. If you're starting, no matter what you're doing, just trade one and just watch it and learn how it works. Yeah, I, I love the the trade one. I know we're very aligned there on that and, and starting with a, a smaller portfolio to pay attention to. You said something that was really interesting to me was the the margin account. And mm -hmm. I, I'm curious to, to hear your thoughts on starting with a margin account or starting with that $2,000. If you can get to $2,000 and start trading, would you recommend that knowing that, of course, we're, we're not talking financial advice here, but from somebody who started and myself who's also started, what, where would you say that you would go back and do it again? Just cash account or margin account off the, off the bat? Um, knowing what I know now, I would do a, a margin account if I had mm. 2000. Um, I originally just started with cash. Uh, the reason being is because cash, um, unlike margin, if you're trading, like, like, let's say you're buying an option because you want to profit from the direction of a stock. Um, then you can do more trades more often uh, because it has T plus one settlement, which, bas which basically just means your money gets free faster versus when you're margin, you have to kind of stay within certain restrictions of how much you can trade. Um, but cash doesn't have that restriction. But I would say if you're starting off, let's do something very safe and let's just start there. You can always go, uh, you can always go riskier, but just, just enable uh, margin, um, trade something super small, trade like, I don't know if GoPro is still trading cheap, trade some cheap stock, um, do a call on it, do something like that and get started. Awesome. Great advice. I love it. I, I, I'm right there with you on the margin account. If I were to go back and start over again, I would go margin 
again. And I've, I've lost money with a margin account, but I've also made a lot more. And it, mm-hmm. it, yeah, I think if you understand a margin account, which that alone could probably take a couple of weeks, just really understanding the actual disclaimers and what's going on there and actual purchasing power versus what you can do. I, it really does give you more leverage to make mm-hmm. more money if you're making the right decisions. Again, Definitely. disclaimer and asterisk with the risk, but I, I, I would stay there with you on that one as well. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, now, your your hot take probably is going to fall in line with what we just talked about, but I'm, I'm interested to know for everybody watching, what would you say your hot take is on personal finance? Not necessarily options trading, but just personal finance as a whole. Well, I have a hot take that's not related to the stock market, but I'll say the stock market market one first. Um, so, in, so in the stock market, people always say, "Well, the best you can do is put it in the market and get eight percent or 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 whatever." And yes, that's a great start. But actually, the best you can do is literally just put it in uh, in the market and every month sell one call on it. That's ten delta out. Like like just you'll just increase your returns. Will create a, a a larger buffer for when you do lose, and you'll increase your cost basis. I'm saying a lot of technical stuff, but it's going to help increase your returns and decrease your risk just by selling a call. So you can do better than just putting it in uh, in the market and it only takes five minutes max a month. So I would say if, if you can sell a call on shares, do that. But anyways, my hot take that I did prepare for this one was um, that uh, renting is better than buying in this market. And so our American dream of buying a home, you shouldn't feel bad about not buying a home because really there's so many advantages to not doing that in our current market. Like if if you look at buying it and the, I should say, we're talking about the market. So when you have to put down a down payment on a house, you're putting down a substantial amount of money and that money even safely put in the market without doing anything complex like selling a call on it has the ability to generate a lot of money. And so if you have that money trapped in this house and you're not getting a substantial return for it, then it could be bad. And so right now we're seeing that rent prices are lower than a mortgage price. So we might as well just rent anyways. That would be a hot take is renting is over buying right now. I I was, I'm very surprised by that. I, w- I, I was not ready. I was expecting something completely different, but it is such a, a, a true statement. And I, I know I, I invest. I'm, do you also invest in real estate at this point? Not, not at the moment. Okay. I, I, I see in the market and I first started in 2015 to see the, the difference in rates. Rates were 4.7. Five, I think it was, which is still higher than where it was just two years ago. But the what what the rates have done now on the overall home prices, and then if you keep in keep track of where people are also making money, it's really yeah. tough to get into homes. And I yeah. think there is this maybe this ties back to the transparency that you were kind of talking about, but just the overarching theme of making sure that uh, you're not just living up to the Joneses trying to make sure that you get into a house for a $5,000 payment. It's only two bed, one bath kind of thing uh, to make sure that you're in a house. So I, I love that. I'm sure you get plenty of feedback on that. Do you, do you openly share that on YouTube and some of your social media? I don't share that often because I'm I'm in the stock world, but I mean like even for people who are scared of stocks be like, okay, so I don't want to buy a home, but I don't want to put it in in the market. Well, there's high yield savings account at 5% right now. So you can easily grow this money and put more down on that on a house later when it's more advantageous to do so with with without the downside risk of the market so anyways that's just a real estate hot take for me yeah i I love it and and it sounds like you're also leaning towards just making a decision 
So you just you just gave the example of of cash in a bank, four point four percent. If you're going with Ally, you've got real estate, and then you got what you're doing with options. And then, of, I mean, we're not even talking about the business, your your software side of things. So I feel that your answer to a lot of things for for some people is just like just go do something with your answer. Would yeah. you with your money? Would you say that uh, that is tip, the typical response? Like if you're talking to somebody trying to give somebody like a, a pointer saying, go do something with your money instead of just sitting on the sidelines and letting it earn 0.01% in your checking at Bank of America. Yeah, I mean, talk is cheap and action is money, right? So like no one knows what to do. No one actually knows what they're doing. They just take one step and then that next step leads to the next step and leads to the next step and leads, and leads to the next step. So really, I am just a byproduct of taking one step at a time and making a lot of a lot of big and sometimes small mistakes, it depends. Um, but like that journey leads you to where you want to go. And so just take that next step. Um, even if you're, you know, like you're scared to put it in the market. Well, if you put it in a high interest savings account, well, that's the next step. And then maybe you'll get more comfortable to do that with something else. And it's just, yeah, just take the next step. And uh, if you keep talking, nothing will ever happen. Yeah. Talk is cheap. That's very, very true. Well, the, the next piece I, I really want to talk about is you really your background on both the the business and software and the, the the social media that you've created and where you fall on the traditional fire camp right so there's the the financial independence retire early and then there's a the financial independence recreational employment right you never stop working you just get to choose where you're working and what you're doing what mm -hmm. camp do you fall into and why yeah, so I would pick the fire of the financial independence recreation like area, or I would just call that coast fire, where basically okay. you have enough money saved up. And so now you're like, okay, in the long term, this amount of money that I saved up will turn into the nest egg that I need. So now I just need to cover my expenses and I can pick a job that I'm actually passionate about, that I enjoy, that I want to do. Um, and I say that because um, of two uh, of two reasons. One, because of scripture, it just shows that it's good for man to work. And then two, my dad works with elderly people, and he always told me as uh, as a kid, it's like Austin, the second you stop moving, it's the second you start dying. And he said like every story that he had, like when someone stopped moving, their health went down dramatically. And so just the ability to keep moving and working and putting your yourself towards something is good, even if you have the ability to step back. So I think being busy and productive, especially in things that you're passion you're passionate about is really good um so yes i would pick more of coast fire work as hard as you can especially when when you're younger your 20s and 30s build up this nest egg put it in uh, in the market maybe sell some calls against it and um and let that ride and grow while you actually can work at something that you're passionate about yeah i i can't agree with you more and i hope a lot of people watching also agree with you. T to be honest, I think that's the kind of stuff that's going to give us uh, a bit more. And I could go on an entire tangent on longevity, right? On on making sure that your mind is still fresh, not just your body. And I know that that we met at the, the Faith and Finance Roundtable, which was very serendipitous as my conversation for the entire week, actually, which I think we kind of talked about. But uh, I, I completely agree with that. You got to keep your mind fresh, got to keep your body fresh. And I also fall on the recreational employment of fire camp, yeah. coast fire. I, I, after doing a couple of these, it's fun to see uh, everyone, there's, there's what, 20 different versions of fire, yeah. right? And then everybody's got uh, a unique way of, of explaining it, their, their way of explaining um, the, the four letter word that everybody tosses around, so. Mm -hmm. 
I love it. Well, thanks, Austin. I, 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 I'm interested to find out how you also invest in yourself. So following up with what you were just talking about with your dad, right, is um, making sure that you're always moving and, and keeping things going in a, in a forward direction. Uh, this doesn't necessarily need to be personal finance again, either. It can be something that, you, that you're doing. Obviously, you invest in your faith, which I know you've talked about before, too. But how do you currently invest in yourself? And, and how do you motivate maybe others to invest in themselves as well, especially with the platform that you have? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's just like we mentioned before, like this whole thing kind of revolves around just taking one step, right? And so I just try to make sure that I'm doing one thing for every aspect of who I am. So like I have like a physical aspect, like staying physically healthy. So what, I mean, for some people, and at least me in the beginning, it was okay, I don't really like going to the gym and I'm sure I could find time, but I don't really have the time. But what's that one thing that I enjoy doing? And well, I enjoy hiking. So when the weather's nice, I'm going, I'm going to force myself to go hiking because I love it. And so that's how I can stay moving or now is pickleball. So what's that one thing that I love that doesn't feel like work that I can go do that's going to keep, that's going to keep my body moving. And it's the same thing in like the financial space. Like what is the one thing about the, what the, about the finance space that I need to learn more or, 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 or grow more in. And so I find somebody that I admire that I'm like, oh, wow, they're teaching a lot of great, great stuff. And I'll go buy their course or I'll go to a conference or something like that where I'm constantly learning and growing about the areas where I want to grow around. Um, and then again, you also have that for, you know, like my spirit, like my spiritual life, you know, like, okay, what's, uh, what's something that I'm working on in my personal life this, this month? What is a book of the Bible that kind of re, re, uh, relates to that? So I'm going to read that book this month or something like that. Just, ju just taking one step to improve each area of your life that you want to improve each month and just sticking to it. Uh, it's hard and we can be lazy, but let's try to make that one step each time. So. Yeah, I love it. The, the, the one step is a really important piece too, is, is I think people get uh, paralysis by analysis kind of thing. Like, where do you start? And you definitely have different pieces and different pillars that you want to keep up with, but yeah. people are like, nah, I'm, I'm all right. And I, I've been, I've been suspect of that as well too. I'll sit down on the couch and I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm watching a movie tonight. I don't want to do this. But then you have these bursts of energy that I think I've, I've heard a lot of people talk about consistency is the biggest thing. Like it's not necessarily motivation because you don't always wake up every single morning pumped and ready to go. So it's the consistency and scheduling that you fall back on. Yeah. Believe it or not, like 70% of the month, I do not want to record YouTube videos. There's only like a 30% <laughs> I actually <laughs> I love it, but there's so much work behind recording, editing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't, I mean, I see you pumping out videos all the time. So it's, it, I, I did, I think TikTok for a little while, six months, I was posting every single day and it's, it's tough. And that's not even video. I can't even compare TikTok to YouTube because you are editing and I've done a couple of flight videos. It's tough. So I can't, I mean, I got to commend you on, on all the stuff and the content you push out and really social media people who do that all the time. So mm -hmm. now when, when you're, in front of a whole bunch of people and you have a couple of minutes to to kind of get their attention what what would you share with the the people watching or listening right now that that might make them want to come check out uh, the 10 percent credit spreads the youtube channel or potentially check out the software what what would you say and it's this not necessarily pitch but if you want to try to pitch go for it this is more of a um, what like a, a teaser why would somebody come and visit and watch and and join your community that you've built 
Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a really great question. Uh, I wish I had some more thought to put into it. Um, one thing is I, I may not appear like it so far on this interview, but I am an introvert. So, uh, I will be the least likely person to be getting someone's attention. Um, but with that, I will, I would say this. Um, I would just be like, Hey, um, if you're someone who, um, has some extra money, that you want to put to good use. Maybe you have a kid who you kind of want to start saving up for, or maybe you just have this extra money and you know your job is fickle. So you just want to build up that extra income just to have that 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 like that peace and security that comes from knowing what you're doing with your own money. Then explore my YouTube channel and check out what you can do with options. Learn what might work with you, what might not, because there's different strategies that require different time and energy and whatnot. But I guarantee there's one that will work for the amount of time and money that you have um, available. And go on my YouTube, just search, just search it up and learn that one skill and just master it. Just start with one and start going. But once you learn to trade options, you won't be profitable all, uh, all the time because there's no such thing as a 100% success rate, but you will learn to consistently generate monthly income, including losses, if you learn to manage risk correctly. Even if it's only $10 a month, that's still amazing. That's better than what most people are doing in their savings. So if you get started learning what you want to do, then you can have more security and more peace and more freedom because you're actually taking control of your life, starting with your finances. That's beautiful. I, I don't know if you're trying to, but I'm sold. I think everybody else hopefully is too. <laughs> um, well, to, to end the show, I do need to know where do we need to be sending people? If you want people to check you out personally, professionally, the software, the YouTube channel, wh where are your go-to spots for, for people to come and find you, Austin? Yeah, so you can just Google 10, 10% uh, uh, credit spreads. Um, that's spelled out, so T-E-N, and then percent is also spelled out. Um, and then you'll come up with uh, my blog and YouTube and stuff. My YouTube is where most of my my content is. So if you want to learn about options, that's my YouTube. That's that's also 10% credit spreads. Um, but again, if you want to connect with me personally, um, you can go to LinkedIn, find me. I'm Austin Bully. I'm sure my name is on somewhere on this recording or something, and you can find me there, and I'd love to connect. Thank you. Thank you so much, Austin. Everybody else, thank you for watching. I hope you guys have a great rest of your Friday. If you have any comments, questions, anything, especially for Austin, go ahead and leave them in the comment section below. And then I'll make sure, as Austin mentioned, having all the right social media handles, his website, his YouTube channel, you guys can go check him out. Austin, thanks again for coming on and hope to see you very soon. Thanks, Josh.